Hi, I'm Harut Markarian, and this is Mobility and Inclusion, the show where we share the powerful stories of people with disabilities and daring entrepreneurs making waves in our world. From technological innovations to best practices in business, we'll learn what it really means to live in an inclusive and universally designed environment. Welcome to a new episode of Mobility and Inclusion. I am your host, Harut Markarian, and my guest today is Ryan Cool. Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor to join you, and I, I know we're going to have a great time. We are definitely going to have a great time. Let's start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay, yeah. So my name is Ryan Cool, as you mentioned. So I grew up in a smaller town in the Midwest called Dubuque, Iowa, about 60,000 people, and my whole family's from that area. And uh, when I was real young, I struggled to, to walk. I started walking at a very late age, and my parents had me checked out, and you know, this was back in the 80s, not a lot was really known about unique diseases and whatnot. So the doctors just kind of chalked it up to uh, uh, flat feet, I think they said. But a few years later, my younger brother was having the same troubles. So they decided, okay, you know, something, something is going on here. So they did some investigating and I had, I had a biopsy and I believe my brother did as well. And they discovered that uh, he and I were both born with a very rare form of muscular dystrophy called Dejarine Sotis, which actually impairs our nerves more so than muscles and um it's funny the other day i had a friend ask me how do you explain to little kids your your disability because her her son was asking her about it and i said well here's kind of a a good way to look at it your brain sends out signals to your fingers and your your toes and it tells them what to do and if everything's working right your fingers and your toes they move But for me, those signals from my brain, they don't get to my fingers. They don't get to my toes. So my brain's working okay. My fingers and toes are kind of okay. But it's the road in between the two that's got a lot of bumps on it. And so the message never really gets there. And so this is um, what impacted my brother and I. And it, it actually impacted both of us a little bit differently. Similar, but differently. Um, I was in a wheelchair by about age seven or eight and nine full-time, whereas my brother was never fully in a wheelchair full-time. He was able to um, get around on his own for the most part uh, with a little help, but still get around. And what's also interesting about that is he, even though he could get around on his own, he could never fully walk on his own, whereas I could. Yeah. So it does impact people differently. And I can say that, honestly, I have not seen much of a change in the progression for me since I was quite young. Uh, I would say 11 or 12, uh, and now I'm 38. So that's pretty cool from, from my perspective to to be able to well, when you say, when you say uh, not much progression was uh, was witnessed, progression in terms of your disability, or what did you re- what did you mean by progression? I guess that's what I'm asking. 
Good question. I'll clarify. By progression, I mean, actually, I guess, degression is... I see. I see. Got it. ...get worse. You know, so it's been stable Mm -hmm. for 20, 25 years, which is fantastic. So, um, you know, growing up, we we had to deal with that. And, you know, to be quite honest, it it was rough. You know, it it was hard to deal with for quite a while. And... I remember um, once I got into my early teens, uh, my friends, you know, back then, I don't know what it's like today, but back then all the the teens would get jobs after school and get jobs for the summer to earn earn spending money or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so all my friends started, um, you know, making money. And I thought, well, man, I want to make money too. You know, what can I do to make money? I don't have any physical skills. I don't really have any, I can't go and I can't go to Walgreens and work at the checkout. So what can I do? So fortunately at the time, the internet was just starting to get pretty big. And I had a computer that I was on all the time anyway. And so I started to learn how to build websites. And this is kind of how I got into the entrepreneur world and and started to get involved in marketing and building businesses and um, that sort of thing. Nice. Uh, so let me. How was so you know? So clearly, you were born with some type of uh, nervous system disorder. Is that accurate? Yes. Okay. Uh, because a lot of times I, uh, when I talk about this stuff, I mentioned that 85% of people, of people with disabilities are not born with, the, with their disability. They acquire it later in life, which is, and 85% is a huge number, right? Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because I always talk about universal design, how to make our environment products and services more accessible so everyone benefits. Um, in your case, it wasn't that way. You were kind of like, you know, since the beginning, you had some challenges. So talk to us between you, your parents, who I'm thinking they they were your caregivers. How were you all, uh, you know, um, going about your days? How, how, were, how were you facilitating things? Like by things, I mean the activities of daily living on yourself. And, how, and when were you... Uh, dependent on other people to help you do a task okay okay yeah that's a that's really an interesting fact i didn't know that and thinking back based on the people that i do interact with that stat makes sense um for me to think about it growing up so that stat creates a unique perspective because i have always known my life to be like this you know it's not like one day there's a culture shock and boom, everything changes. So I grew up learning how to do things a particular way and um, depending on things a particular way. So I I could walk myself up until about the age of six. And that is when I needed to start getting um, extra help uh, as far as people helping me walk or small use of wheelchair, which would gradually progress into full-time use of wheelchair and then electric wheelchair. That was about a three or four year period. And 
as far as, you know, daily help goes, you know, it's, I am, you know, completely dependent on other people to help me out with anything physical, you know, whether it's um, eating breakfast or taking a shower or getting dressed, combing my hair, you know, whatever it might be. Um, and so, you know, even back then, you know, it was it family. It wasn't, um, you know, it was it, that kind of, caregivers. yeah, well, family as the caregivers, because, you know, today and even back then, you know, having caregivers is expensive. And when you're a, a family in the Midwest with two disabled children, and my parents were also divorced too. So there was a split custody arrangement going on, which complicated things even more. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it was always my parents or my brother or um, like aunts and uncles and grandparents would help out in, you know, the proper scenarios. But for the most part, my, my parents. Nice. Okay. Um, and, you know, you, you said now you're completely dependent on mostly anything physical related, right? Um, so what kind of products have you used? Uh, throughout your, you know, throughout your life to help somewhat facilitate that physical activity? Okay, an excellent one that I've started using way back when I was probably 11 or 12 and I use today on a daily basis as well mm -hmm. is a voice software called Dragon Naturally Speaking. It's become fairly popular over the years. I hear of lawyers using it and doctors using it and writers using it. So that's really neat to see that happen over time. But back then when it first came out, it was called Dragon Dictate. And it was fairly simple, but it worked well. And I remember the, uh, I remember when I first got it, the school district bought it for me. And we had a big meeting with the sales rep or the trainer or whoever it was. It was like an all day meeting. It's about eight of us crammed in this little school room and I'm, I'm sitting there on the laptop and they're just all kind of watching me as I'm learning this system to speak with the computer. And so the beauty of that was, and the reality of living in today's world is we have all this great technology that's slowly starting to come into play to allow people like myself and people with uh, an assortment of disabilities live a fulfilling life. And uh, being having this software at such a young age allowed me to do, um, to learn how to build websites and to learn how to build a business and to learn how to market. And, you know, without that, who knows what, what a life for uh, myself would have been like. So, that would be one of the biggest things in my life. Um, another one, and I only found this about 10 years ago, total game changer. Um, I forget what the first one I bought was called, but right now I use one that's called Natural Point. And it's a, it's a little thing that looks like a webcam. It's mounted on top of my computer and it reads, uh, I think infrared signals that bounce off of my glasses. And so what I can do is move my mouse around with my glasses. And it's kind of funny because I'll be on a Zoom with somebody 
and I'll be taking notes just with my mouse. And they'll, I can see their, their face. They're kind of like, what is this guy doing? And then I'll say, I, I, all right, hang on. I, I can see your face. Let me explain what's going on. And so it's, that has really been a great game changer because I can do things quickly. Uh, I can move the mouse quickly. I can do things without speaking. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't want to talk. You just want to click around or whatever. And so that's really nice. Yeah. Those two have been just, just huge. Um, another simple one, honestly, is Siri. When Siri first came out, it was huge for me because I had no way of using a cell phone. I had a very uh, convoluted, convoluted method of using a phone through my computer, but I couldn't use a cell phone. Mm -hmm. And so Siri made that very nice. Um, those are the three big ones that I use on a daily basis. I would say allow me to live a, a good life and also allow me to uh, build my business. Absolutely. No, that's, uh, that's amazing. You know, uh, anytime, you know, so a lot of times we talk about how sometimes technology goes the wrong way. Here's like three examples how technology actually went fully the right way, right? And uh, facilitated things that someone like me might not even think about, right? Like I, well, I don't have an iPhone, but I, even, even with my Samsung phone, I don't use the voice activation, right? Because everything is very intuitive with my hands or even when I'm going to speak to it, it's like there's specific commands that I use just to make my tasks faster. Uh, but for someone, for someone else, someone not in my situation, you know, like like such as yourself you're finding ways of you know making your day uh, a success and that's wonderful because I, I i commend you for that first of all uh and and you're an entrepreneur which brings me to my next question um today's people's with people with disability are are really living below the poverty line if you are you know dependent on the government right? If you're dependent on disability checks and from the sound of it, it doesn't seem like you are. And looks like you've made the correct decisions along the way. Like, you know, you took advantage when the internet was about and you learned how to build website and started a business that way. So what can you tell us about, about that? What you said is hundred percent spot on and it's, it, it's an absolute joke. And um, as far as the government assistance goes, because it, one of the things that's really crazy about the government assistance is somebody that has limitations like I do will be available, will have access to the same programs that somebody that might have fairly good movement and can, can live their life on their own. And not to take anything away from that person at all, but there's obviously a different need a different Absolutely. financial need there. And that is the problem that I was having too. I, I did get government help for a while when I was younger and I caught on pretty darn quickly that it just, it didn't make sense. The system was flawed and it was not going to allow me to live a very good life. So that's when I started to learn more about, really learn more about entrepreneurship and how to take advantage of the internet. And so 
Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I got kind of fired up there for a minute, and I forget. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. You're doing good, man. Just keep going. Okay, uh, can you uh, refresh me on the question you actually asked? Yeah, I was just commending you on how you took advantage of your opportunities, right? A lot of people get stuck in their limitations and they forget to take, you know, to take a chance or, or to go for the opportunities that are in front of them, you know, focus on the opportunities. I always say, uh, forgive, right? Forgive all the bad, uh, you know, recognize the good and the more good you look for, the more you will find and then just build on that good. So it looks like you did that, but a lot of people get stuck on the bad, get stuck on their physical limitations, get stuck on their disability, or get stuck on whatever situation they're going through that is not contributing to their growth. And that's kind of like what I see in you. I see someone who took advantage of the opportunities that was in front of him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, I mean, it, it's difficult too, because you're, you're dealing with battles every day that others may not have to deal with and even if you don't know what that's like it's kind of frustrating to see oh well if that guy wants to go to the movies he just hops up and he goes to the movies i have to do all this other stuff just to be able to go to the movies and you know it's it's exhausting and it can wear you down but like you said at the end of the day one thing that i've always tried to keep in my mind even when i was a kid was uh, things aren't perfect, but somebody has it worse than I do. And that puts me in a pretty good position. Um, and so, you know, if, if we go back to what I was saying earlier in my early teens, when all my friends were getting jobs and making money and yeah, my parents didn't have a lot of money and I wanted things. I wanted to go to concerts. I wanted to go to movies. And so I thought, you know, what can I do to, um, to, to make money. And so I had my computer and I had my dragon dictate and I was on the internet all the time anyway. And so I just started uh, to, to look around and I thought, okay, I'm going to learn how to build websites. I remember I was a big Tupac fan at the time. And so I made uh, like a basic Tupac fan website on AOL. <laughs> and so that kind of got me kickstarted. And then I moved on to building a little bit more professional websites and then I moved into affiliate marketing and so um I did affiliate marketing for a few years in the late 90s but then the the dot-com bomb happened and I well to back up I did pretty well really well actually I made I was making anywhere between three and six thousand dollars a month in high school in the 90s yeah. and today that'd still be pretty impressive so in the 90s that was that was pretty darn cool but anyway the dot-com bomb happened and to anyone listening that doesn't know what that is basically all the internet all the tech stocks they dropped and so revenue disappeared from the internet for a little while and this coincided with college time so i thought you know all right um let me let me focus on college and see what happens. I was going to go for uh, business administration. I'd always been interested in business. So I started school in uh, 2001, right after 9-11 actually. And the challenge at the time was books were not on computers. And 
the classwork was not on computers. And so I had a computer I could use, great, but I couldn't get access to the material that I needed to actually do the homework. So I was going to class pretty much just winging it. And I did this for a semester. And towards the end of the semester, I just got to the point where I was like, you know, this is just such a complete waste of my time. This is dumb. I'm not really learning anything. Uh, it's really difficult. What if I what if I do some more research and see if affiliate marketing is an option again? So I got online and I started tinkering with that for a while. And um, affiliate marketing is basically kind of like a referring people to products. And if they buy the product, then you get a commission. And it's a great revenue model. But anyway, so I, I started learning that again. And I spent some time doing that. Um, through my 20s. And then eventually, one of the companies that I had worked with had a job opening available. And this was great, because this job had insurance. And this is something that most people not might not realize. But um, up until Obamacare, if you had a disability, for you to get insurance, it was very, very tricky because you would have to get a job that would give you the insurance. But if you got the job, that would eliminate any government benefits that you would also get. So you had to walk that really fine line. And your other option was to have no job. And then you could get insurance through the government, but that meant you had, like you said earlier, basically below poverty level income. And so there's this, this middle ground of, do I not have a job and get insurance and barely make enough money to eat? Or do I lose any government benefits, try to get a job and try to get insurance? It's this crazy mess. But anyway, I was fortunate enough to find a company that gave me that job, gave me that insurance. And so I did that for a while uh, as a full-time job while on the side also running a, a business kind of like part-time. And I'm, I was making more money part-time than that at my job for sure, but I kept it because of the insurance. And um, at the time, all of my friends were entrepreneurs, which is still pretty true. And they would all always pressure me, you know, why don't you just quit? You need to just quit. You need to quit. And, but at that time still, it was before Obamacare and you could not get insurance. There's no way. I would have been able to get insurance. So I kept it for the insurance. Um, in hindsight, I don't know if that was the right idea. Maybe I should have jumped off a cliff, but I, <laughs> that's how I did it. So when Obamacare came along, though, I was like, okay, awesome. I'm done. Quit my job, got insurance through the healthcare exchange. And then I just went full-time uh, on my business from there, and I guess... That was what, six or seven, maybe eight years ago now. And so since then, I've just continued to grow my business and learn and build my team. And um, that's kind of where we are today. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. This is another example, like I said, you know, taking advantage of what's in front of you. Right. And uh, the, the, once you start taking advantage and recognizing the good that's in front of you, more good will come your way. 
So it's uh, it's amazing. I'm I'm really excited when you know when I see someone like you, uh, you know, just succeed. You know, just uh, and by by someone like you, I didn't mean someone with a disability. I mean someone who's recognizing the opportunities, right? Because a lot of people who are, uh, you know, who don't have any any disabilities are more disabled sometimes than people with disabilities because they don't take advantage of the opportunities. They get stuck in their own ways and they don't want to adapt and move forward, uh, which is what I preach all the time. Now, let's move on to a different topic. Let's, uh, before we get on to uh, what you do today for as a business, which, which I know you mentioned a couple of times already, which is the um, website building and the hosting. Uh, but I want to talk about uh, what equipment do you use today to move around? Okay, great question. So today my main powerhouse is my, I have a, a Permabil, I don't know what the model is. Um, it, it's a Permabil electric wheelchair. And the, the great thing about it is I can control it uh, with my chin. And for, if anyone's watching, this thing right here that I'm hitting is my joystick. And um, for anyone listening, it's a, just just picture like a video game joystick sitting to the left of my chin that I can control with my chin. And so that's been fantastic. Um, and then outside of that, that's really the key stuff that I have. I wouldn't say that I have anything else. I'm just kind of looking in the other room. But yeah, I don't really have anything else that might be un specifically unique from say you at your house yeah yeah uh and uh, let's say uh you have this wheelchair that you're moving around how accessible is the environment around you because that's also a big part of uh, what i what i talk about you know making our world more accessible whether it's the environment whether it's our products or services so what 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 challenges or or maybe you don't face challenges but you know how is it around you how is that your environment built that is a awesome question and it, there's a couple a couple interesting things about it is i am so used to just you know just used to this life right i'm used to what i have to do to get around and it's just a part of me but i will go out with a friend and we'll go somewhere and there'll be a curb in a weird place and I'll be, I'll just immediately go down the street because I know that's where it's at, or I assume that's where it's at to get on the little ramp. And my friend will just be furious. Like, this is ridiculous. Why is there no ramp here? What's going on? And, <laughs> and I'm just so used to it that I don't even think of it. I'm like, Oh, no. okay. Yeah, you're probably right. But I had not thought of that. Now for daily living, this is this is a, a hidden cost of disabilities that I don't think a lot of people realize. And I've been, um, I haven't had this problem in a long time due to the situation that I'm in, the financial situation. But the, the problem is like with the wheelchair, for example, you have to live in an area that supports wheelchairs. And you can't, so that means you can't live on a four story walk up. You need to have, you need to be on the bottom floor or you need to have elevator access to the top floor. Yep. Now here is something interesting that I didn't realize until about four years ago when it became a problem. Elevators are incredibly unreliable. They break all the time. 
even in nice buildings. And so I was in a building where they moved me. I had lived in this building for years. I was on the first floor and they needed me to move to the fourth floor for renovations. I said, okay, cool. The, the unit they wanted to give me was fantastic. I loved it. So I, I move into this unit and within a few months, we start noticing elevator issues, constantly elevator issues, getting locked out, getting locked in, elevator won't work. And so um, after battling back and forth with the building, I got them to let me out of the lease. And I had thought, okay, you guys were not servicing your equipment properly or you went cheap or something like that. So I move into my next building, move into the top floor once again, because I found out living on the top floor is pretty nice. Great <laughs> use, right? Yeah. So I'm living on the top floor and what do you think happens? Same thing. Same thing all over again. And so what I discovered is I need to be in an environment where I have at least two ways to get out. And so right now I'm on a floor, I'm on the fourth floor, but I have access to three elevators. And let me tell you, those things still break down. There's almost always one of the three is down, I swear. And I also have direct access to the parking garage. So that has helped me out. Now, again, that goes back to, I, I do run my own business. And so I do have a little bit more financial resources available to me that a lot of people don't. And so I have this option. But for other people, they have to scramble to find uh, an apartment or a house that accommodates those kinds of needs. And it is challenging and it is expensive. And it's, it's kind of uh, a hidden cost of a disability. Um, transportation is another incredible example because uh, a van with a accessible lift or ramp or something like that, I might as well have a Mercedes. It's, uh, amen to that. It's, and you know, I tell you what, I look at what a Mercedes lease is and I look at my lease and I'm like, wait a minute, I should have three Mercedes. But you know, it's, it's very, very expensive. And I actually that know that firsthand. I know that first time because my uh, my uncle got an accessible van for my grandmother who's uh, who's wheelchair bound, um, and this was a used van. Uh, I forgot the the year, but he paid thirty thousand dollars for it. I'm like, that is ridiculous. At yep. it was at least five years old, right? It was at least five years old. Yep. He paid thirty thousand dollars for it just because it was accessible, and I'm like, you can't even, you can't even. Uh, once, once she's in there with her wheelchair and you tie her up, you know, you can only take two people with, with, with my grandmother. One is the driver and another passenger. So, the van doesn't really serve its purpose of, you know, putting in as many as possible because once the wheelchair is in. You know, the back side already is booked, right? So can't take more people. And he yeah. paid $30,000. That was amazing. And the only reason was $30,000 was because it had the ramp. It had modification on the car. You know, that car brand new does not cost $30,000. Imagine. Yes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Mine, 
mine is new and um, well, it was new right before COVID. And the conversion was basically double the cost of the van. Yeah. So it, it's very expensive. But so that, again, you know, that's another hidden expense. And there, there are a lot of things like that, that just, they just keep stacking up and stacking up. And, and this is good. Sorry, excuse me to cut you off because um, so you know that I have a company, right? I have a robotics company to serve people with disabilities, yeah. with innovative technologies. And one of my mission or one of my goals is to make this technology um, reasonably affordable because, you know, through my podcast, through my research, I know that people with disabilities li live below the poverty line. So if you're putting out products that people cannot afford, so you're not really benefiting anybody and you're not benefiting yourself because you're not able to sell them, right? Uh, so that's one of my goals. And th this is what I do this podcast too. I do this podcast because, you know, I, I, I want to find out what's the next thing I can do to benefit the most amount of people as possible, right? Uh, and which is good. And then, you know, talking about the, the, the nervous system disorder, the, one of my dreams is to be able to, like for amputees, let's say, connect their um, bionic foot or bionic arm to the nervous system, right? So they're, so it's part of their body instead of something foreign to their body, right? So that's kind of one of my dreams, which I think MIT is working on that. And I don't know if there's another, another uh, organization or, or uh, university that is working on but I know MIT was testing a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, and this really helps, not helps, but this really excites me, you know, when I see that, you know, it's again, it's recognizing the opportunities that are in front of you, both to do something beneficial to society, help tens of thousands, potentially millions of people, uh, and just, you know, be a good contributing member to society, right? That's, that's part of what excites me, really. And it's really, you know, really interesting, really what got me into this field. Yeah, I, I've seen some of the Somebody, one of my employees sent me the other day a video of a, a guy that reminded me of you because the guy was controlling, I think it was his wheelchair um, with his brain power. And it was an older article. And I, when you told me about that, I was like, wow, that's incredible. And then I saw this the other day. And I was like, man, super cool. There's so many cool, you know, earlier you were saying some people get down and this this stuff is awesome because there's just these possibilities that are in front of us. And it seems to me like the science is there to do all of these great, amazing things. It just takes smart, motivated, um, caring people like yourself to get in there and start putting these together and turning them into tools that can make people's lives, I don't want to say normal, but more um, facilitate things, right? Facilitate the, the activities of daily living. That's what we want to do. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we want to put everybody on a level playing field, right? We want to put everybody uh, or, or provide everybody with the tools necessary to get the most out of their lives. And not only the most out of their lives, but also to contribute to society in general. Yeah. I, I think about not just myself in this way, but others, and it's that by me being able to leverage my, my team, 
and my technology and my business, it frees my mind up because I'm not stressed out about, you know, um, certain day-to-day things that I might otherwise be stressed out about. Mm -hmm. That's the advantage that I've had because I've learned how to do that. And so that frees my mind up to go do greater things, to go help out my clients with their business or to help new people start their business. And to think about all the other people that have to deal with these battles every day, you know, they don't, they're not putting their mind to great use. They're putting their mind to how do I get to my doctor's appointment or how do I get groceries in the house or something like that? Seemingly simple problems, but for some people, they're huge problems. Absolutely. And, you know, if, if, if your tools and the creations that other people come up with can allow them to relieve that burden that frees up their mind to be benefiting society as a whole. Because now we have another mind adding to the hive. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you have to leverage people, as you said, right? You're leveraging other people. So you are not burdened with every aspect of your day-to-day life, right? So that you have some some, uh, entity or some uh, help you know, in performing and in, in really complementing your efforts. That's what really you're doing. And everyone is, once everyone starts doing their own part, things will become easier on everybody. And that's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was, this was wonderful. And let's talk about your business. Uh, what's the name of the company and uh, where are you based off of? Yeah, so the company is called Vacares, V-A-C-A-R-E-S. And we're out of Austin, Texas. And our, our core business is web hosting, and web hosting is basically any website you go to, that website lives somewhere. And a web host is like an apartment for that website to live at. And so we provide those services. And um, what I do, a core part of my job as the owner is to work with our clients and new aspiring entrepreneurs and show them some of the possibilities that um, they can take advantage of to to do what you just said, leverage, to leverage their knowledge and uh, create an online business to help generate money and generate freedom for themselves so that they can do exactly that, free up their mind and contribute back to society. That's awesome. How can people get in touch with you? The best way to get in touch with me is if you go to ryandiscovery.com. It'll pop up a calendar. You can jump on my calendar. And if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, if you have any questions about entrepreneurship, or if you just have an idea and you want to see if it's viable, get on my calendar. We can talk about it. And if I can help you, fantastic. And if not, I'm sure I can point you to the direction of someone who can that is wonderful man this was this was wonderful ryan thank you so much for your time um we're going to wrap it up here but uh i very much enjoyed our conversation and i look forward for continued collaboration hopefully in the future between us absolutely man this was great i really enjoyed it um I, i i love this stuff and I really believe that so many people's minds are stuck on just battling life instead of 
building life. And if we can help more people build life, then we will all be in a better place. So absolutely, man. I couldn't have said it better. And with that, I'm going to wrap it up. I'll see you next time with a different guest, Mobility and Inclusion. I'm Harut Markarian. See you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.